0: Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken Nugget Burger of Sunday voor maar 1 euro per stuk. En dat is nog niet alles. Alle king deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King.
1: Hallo en welkom bij de uh, Talker United. Devon Live Herald Express Yellow Army podcast this week. een slightly different podcast this week. Loads to talk about. And we have a guest in the room with us as well, local journalist and author Steve Harris. Welcome along, Steve. Thanks, Guy. We'll be talking a little bit later your on new book. about your new yeah. book, Talker United, yeah. A History in 50 Matches, which has a picture of Mark Loram on the cover, a foreword by John Uzel, <laughs> and is a fabulous read. We've, um, we've both been devouring this as quickly as we can. We'll be talking to Steve about the book. Yeah, and I promised
0: to speak up a little bit more today. Apparently, yeah. one or two people were—I was mumbling last week. You were well. The, you, were,
1: you were laid back. Laid back. <laughs> you, were, um, you were very laid back. Yeah. So, Just uh, one make of sure our, everybody can hear me. One of our loyal regular listeners did phone me to say that he virtually had to climb into the computer to hear us last week. Apologies so for we'll, that. So um, we'll keep that going. And of course, we're, congratulations to our colleague Richard who got married on Saturday fabulous day that we had as well, so we'll talk about that later on. But first of all, first and foremost, there's been news this week on the Plainmore saga.
0: Yes, um, uh, a joint statement yesterday uh, from Torbay Council and the club, uh, basically reporting that um, what uh, Mayor Gordon Oliver described as the first phase of freehold discussions had been postponed. Um yeah. Uh, I think the council, by yeah. their um, yeah. uh, uh, remarks, had sort of hinted that um, uh, possibly they've been taken aback by uh, uh, the level and passion of, uh, of, of, of supporters who are against any sale of, uh, of the freehold uh, of Talk United, either to uh, uh, Gaming International, or who, who own United at the moment, um, uh, or, or, or to anyone else yeah. <laughs> um, and the council have obviously come under a fair bit of pressure Talk United Supporters Trust Tust have been leading that campaign yeah. uh, and one way or another I think both parties have felt the need to um, maybe take the heat out of this situation yeah. and put the whole thing on hold how long that hold will last uh, is, 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 is another matter. It's a tricky one, isn't it? Because there are some strong feelings
1: on both sides of this, aren't there?
0: Yeah, I, I think it's worth saying right at the start is that Clark Osborne, the boss of GI and now United's chairman, um, uh, uh, has never made any secret of the fact. It's not like they're trying to sort of shove this thing under the carpet and then, you know, etc. He said right from the word go, look, as far as we're concerned, the way forward for the club is to move it to a new stadium. And that's what we're here to. One of the big yeah. things we're here to do. And in fairness to to him and to them, they aren't the only people who've been saying this. The previous regime said exactly the same thing, whether we like it or not. And all three of us are sat around the table here, having been going to Plainmoor and loving it as part of our lives uh for donkey's years and not even as long as many other That's supporters right. that are That's here right, you know right, so we 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 will be as tearful when united leave if they do ever leave as any you know as anybody else um, but you know if the club is to progress yeah and to be sustainable and to move back up to the level uh, uh, which we all want it to um Clark Osborne says uh, that this is his point of view that, that it, the club needs to move yeah. this is what they do they're a development company uh, and you either go along with it or you don't
1: and there was a point wasn't there when, when G.I. were the only game in town when Torquay were a step away from disappearing into deep trouble and G.I. came in and all along as you say they've said we'll come in we'll get involved with the club but we want to
0: build a new stadium yes now, what the council have said now, and I must say I'm sure most people would go along with this, is that until the council, until the council see and GI produce what they call a comprehensive plan for a new stadium complex, then uh, uh, that's when they will sit down and start talking about yeah. the freehold. And I, the council have to be seen, don't they, to be batting for the town, the council taxpayers... And the local community, yeah. they can't be seen to be basically handing Playmore over for whatever price they eventually settle on, um, uh, and and basically give what people would feel is a free run at it for uh, for Gaming International. Yeah, um, you know, we've mentioned in the paper in the past. If this was Mike Bateson, the previous the, the the United's long-standing chairman, trying to buy the freehold of Playmore. If this was Thea Bristow trying to buy the freehold of Playmore, would it really? You know. Quite a lot of people might go along with that, yeah. But because it's because they're new, Clark Osborne yeah. and Gaming yeah. International, it's a sort of an outside concern. Um, you know, immediately people are suspicious, and it's perfectly understandable that that, that would be the case. I, I, at the moment, uh, behind the scenes at Plainmoor, um, Gaming International uh, appear to be doing a reasonable job at the moment. Um, there's plenty of improvements going on behind the scenes at Playmore. They appear to have increased Kevin Nicholson's player budget this season, and the agenda certainly seems to be to try and push United at least into the top half of the table and hopefully into the playoffs next season. Well, surely, uh, and again this is another thing which we've mentioned in the past, surely that has to be Gaming International's ticket to getting the gig for a new stadium complex. Yeah. They have to be seen to be making a success of the job at play, at, at Talk United first. If, if, it, if it's the other way, if they're seen to be taking United down the pan,
2: mm.
0: well, who's going to hand
2: uh, yeah, that's a true. new
0: stadium complex over to, 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 a, to a company in that situation?
1: So it's the ball is in their court now, isn't it? That's, Looks it, the, like it. The next phase
0: in this saga will be that a got to comprehensive come up with a, plan will be produced. They've got to at start coming point. up with some w- w- with some plans for uh, uh, the, yeah. the the new complex. First of all, <laughs> the next thing is where is it going to be? Yeah, we're uh, all
1: assuming not, they're talking. We're about We're all Nightingale assuming Nightingale Park, Park aren't we,
0: yeah. we, at Barton? But uh, uh, and the council, of course, we've got to play a huge role in yeah. that uh, of finding that site. Uh, I mean, all right, that's available, but there might be one or two others available. We yeah. don't know. Um, long way uh, to go yeah, yeah well <laughs> that's the phrase isn't yeah. it there is a long way to go here gaming international have owned the club for six months something yeah. like that um, uh, uh, they've been talking about five-year plans well <laughs> you know it was another four and a yeah. half year <laughs> four and a half years to go okay I should have pointed Steven, out do you have you sort of uh, got any any views or uh, uh, opinions on that or, 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 or do you are you Relieved, or that the the
2: whole free wholesale talks is is uh, are on hold. Well, from a personal perspective, I think the whole thing could go in one of two ways. It goes down the Exeter Chiefs route, where you've, they've now got a stadium that's ra- given the opportunity to raise the revenues, which has seen them become one of the top r- rugby clubs in the country. Or it could go to the the Re- Rico Arena, direction yeah. where Action Wave. Become Contra. a di- divisive subject. Yes, and the fans have ended up being exiled to Northampton for several months. Back yeah, now, North but yeah, sure yeah, yeah that's right. Back yeah, there, but it's yeah. all up in the air at the yeah. moment.
0: So yeah. it's 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 a very very contentious, okay. emotional, and every other word you you yeah. can come up with I- issue, isn't it? And and uh, well, it, there's it, there's at least the breathing space
1: now, isn't there, for quite, everybody to um, quite yeah.
0: And I think at the moment uh, uh, and. Clark Osborne referred to this in his statement that, that at the moment, um, uh, uh, you know, everybody is starting to think about the new season, uh, new players, a new team. There's a new strip coming out next week, put back a week, but that, that, that we understand that will be yeah. out ne- next week, etc., etc., etc. Uh, uh, and you know we are all football supporters at the end of the day, and and um, yeah. you know I think we're all looking forward, and and that's what the club is stressing as well to the new season. Big week next week, isn't it? New fixtures, new kit, and first friendly. First friendly all next week. Newton Abbott Spurs away at the Wreck. Big uh, week Tuesday night seven thirty, I think it is. Um, to that. That's right. Yeah. Okay.
1: What I should have mentioned is that we have another guest with us as well. We've got Sammy Parkin with us this week as well. Not the Swindon Town legend. That was Sam Parkin, wasn't it? Uh, yes, well Indeed. done. Indeed, different one though. Sam's with us. Uh, to keep an eye on us on work experience from the Spire's Academy. So welcome along, listening into the podcast. Now, Steve, your book is fabulous. I have to say, "Talking United: A History in Fifty Matches." Tell us a little bit about how this all came about.
2: Well, a couple of years ago, at the um Longer term ambition of writing a book on the club's history, yeah. and uh, I came across a series produced by another publisher which detailed the 50 Yeah. games format for a number of people in the game, such as Alex Ferguson and Josie Mourinho and Arsene Bengo. What, at Man United or at other clubs, you mean? And Yes, yeah, yeah. other clubs, but there was never one strictly focus on one club, and oh, came, I was thinking of the idea of focusing. Theme i talking yes, about. Yes, as, as a
0: way of telling a, a story of the club, uh,
2: as, a, as, a, as a way of sort of looking into the history of the club. Very much so, because yeah. obviously, obviously the book starts with the club's first ever league game then. Yes, yeah. And the most recent game is the, the, the Bromley game when you yeah. stayed up the year before last. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. quite,
0: yeah, because uh, uh, presumably you had to stop writing at a certain stage. <laughs> you, you,
2: you you drew the line. I, just, I started with a cut point because I was chopping and changing another. then that initial, initial Did 50, you have trouble getting it down
1: to 50? Did you end up with loads and loads of matches you wanted to get in?
2: There's a couple I'd like to have got in that, yeah. that narrowly missed the cut, and Dave alluded to that in the paper in the mm. week with the Cheltenham Town game as well. Yeah. I it's must apologise, by the way, that two games that I, I didn't think were in
0: there are actually in there, which was the two uh, uh, relegation beating wins at Carlisle. Uh, one under Neil warnock and one under under Ian Atkins I do apologize i uh, i must have flipped those ones uh, uh, but uh, i it's 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 purely subjective isn't it, it it's it's games that just mm. tweaked yeah. your own personal memory and all of this is it's, it's all great grist to the mill isn't it Oh, I thought that game was better than that one, and I thought this was better than that, and oh, so, etc. And I think one of the debates. good things that Guy and I have both sort of honed in on is that the vast majority of them, certainly in the, in our experience of watching the club, the vast majority of the games we would have picked are in yeah. are, are in yeah. there. Um, th- there's a one or two that aren't, but they're only personal, just little memories. And apart from anything else, I think Steve's done amazingly well to include quite a lot of matches, in fact a hell of a lot of games, that he can't possibly have seen. Yeah, uh, uh, yes, But, but right. because of your awareness of the history of the club and how important they were at the time, uh, you've, you've done all the research, it's meticulous, you've done the facts and figures are in there, um, uh, and that's much harder to do when... You know, you must have heard of these matches. Mm. Never were there, but they are all there. All those games, and and you know the Hillingdon at home losing oh, in the yeah. FA Cup, and and uh, three down against Lincoln City in the FA Cup and winning four three. All those sort of, all those sort of, you know, important games, uh, which will ring huge bells with a lot of supporters, are in there. So th- I I picked
1: three out of the book. Because yeah. I knew if I asked you to pick three out of the book we'd end up with different ones yeah. again. So just that your memories of the game. start with a bad one because you haven't pulled any punches with picking some of the games that no. we'd rather forget. Yeah. October nineteen ninety five, Torquay United won, Scunthorpe United eight. Eight. Is in
0: there. Is in there. What and, a g- terrible game that we was. We were there. Uh, Andy McFarlane Luckily scored four I, times. I missed the game. <laughs> you weren't, yes, you so. were. Well, there you are, but, but to include that match, I think, is is a tribute to your appreciation of the fact of yeah. what a massive hole it left at the time. And, of course, it sparked off the dismissal of Donna Reardon. Yeah. Uh, uh, Andy McFarlane came here as a result of it etc, etc, etc I remember um, watching the,
2: the
1: manager and the players troop off that night I've got a very vivid mental picture for some
0: reason of Don O'Rear walking off that night yeah.
1: whether that's me or whether it's a newspaper no, no. photograph who was a
0: hugely popular and pretty successful manager at Torquay, he took over from Neil Warnock You know, after just staying up United got to the playoffs semi-finals under him when they lost to Preston that game's in there as well um, you know, the uh, Paul Rayner, Darren nice. Moore spat. I've still got and, uh, a bit of the pitch from that. It's <laughs> in it's my desk. The old there plastic there, pitch yeah. at Deepdale, yeah. Um, so that's that's, that's
1: in that. there. Now, happier night for uh, all sorts of reasons. May 1998. I think a
0: lot of fans will have this yeah. in their 50 greatest games. Chalky United 4, Scarborough 1. Absolutely. Um, the swan song yeah. of the one and only Rodney Jack. He got the first two goals. Yeah, sensational, wasn't it? P- pure pace.
1: Paul Gibbs got the last one. Yeah, but but talk me through Steve <laughs> McCall's third goal. The in master. That game. Yeah, uh, uh, was were, were you at that one? You remember that one? Yes, I it was. Yeah, one of my favourite
2: games. Isn't it?
0: Great. Game. Yeah, I just think it, it just it was a beautiful some sort of spring summer evening. Uh, United had lost automatic promotion. At Leighton Orient That game is in there uh, On the final day of the league season The same day, tragically, that Justin Fashion Who was found hanging in a lock-up garage Only half a mile away from Brisbane Road I've I've never quite got my head around that Um, And into the playoffs Having missed out on automatic promotion um, uh, And and then this complete demolition Of Scarborough in the semi-final Sadly, United lost the final 1-0 to... Cultures when they should never have done it at, at Wembley, but that night at Plainmoor, yeah. big crowd in. I think this, you know, United had won the first leg three-one at uh, up at the McCain Stadium or whatever it was called in those da- in, in, in those days at Scarborough. So the tie was almost in the bag, yeah. and yet the place was still packed was for the rocking, second leg. Yeah. And I, and I think people sensed that it might be Rodney Jack's last match because people, so many people, were watching him, and he he duly moved to Crewe, didn't he? And he, uh, he was... I remember the editor of our paper at the time, Jim Mitchell, who was a Plymouth... Well, he was a Scotsman, but had spent most of his life at Plymouth, and he'd come up and he was editing the Herald Express, and he was invited along as a guest. Yeah. And I can remember him coming in the next morning when I got into work, and, you know, the paper was out, daily paper in those days. And he walked up to me and he said... My goodness," he said. "I haven't seen anything like that, Rodney Jack, for quite a long time." And I looked he at him and said, "Well, you've been missing it for the last two <laughs> two years." And he, he was something else. He, he? was something else that he night. Was.
1: Yeah. Now McCall's goal, if I remember, now stop me. This will be rose tinted because yeah. I remember seeing this through the the slightly dirty glass of the press box. But he got the ball twenty five yards out, a bit further ish. than that, I think. Took his time. Yeah. Controlled it, sort of swayed, took a look, yeah, keep her off his line, left foot, and just popped the ball over yeah. him. It,
0: it, 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 it was one of those shots that flew in. It, it appears to fly in, and yeah. everybody goes, Oh, it's a screamer. Well, Steve McCall didn't do screamers, did he? <laughs> he just hit the ball so sweetly, and yeah. his timing I mean, he was a wonderful player anyway, and he was in his dotage then, 36 years old. He's now chief scout at, um, at Ipswich Town, by the way. Uh, and I bump in for him from time to time especially when we go to Braintree or did go to Braintree Um, uh, and he he just it was impossible for him to kick a football he didn't kick a football did he he either stroked it he either pinged it or he either caught it perfectly yeah and that one was great player great player 36 years old uh, if you played on a Saturday you struggle to get out on the Tuesday <laughs> night sometimes but uh, no what? And it, and it was a wonderful way for him to sign off yeah. as well his playing career yeah. as well and
1: another guy I, I'll let you two fight it out over who describes this goal but the other game that sticks in my mind November 2011 Torquay United 3 Plymouth Argyle 1
0: well uh, that was that the first leg of the double that year that was the first leg yeah
1: and that, I mean Union you know, O'Kane scored two of, them. two of them Danny Stevens got the other Yeah. Rennie Howe left Roman Larry's eyes spinning with a, a couple of challenges as well yeah. perfectly fair I yes. Haste yes. to add, perfectly fair <laughs> challenges yeah. although the Argyle keeper didn't quite see it that way but Union you know, O'Kane's second goal was the one that leaps off the page there Steve it,
0: it,
2: it, yes. yes go, go on, on you'll be you, yeah. you, you there I'll quote well, the way I described in the book as a fusion of beauty and the intelligence. It up personally, Exactly.
0: Yeah, no, that was another a, a jinking run, wasn't it? Mm. And a look up, realising yeah. that... Because let's face it, mm. Kane was not a how-it's-a-shot sh- man. Again, it was timing and placement, wasn't it? Mm. Um, and then, of course, United uh, duly went on and gl- yeah. gloriously completed the double down there on Boxing Day or New it Year's was Day, was it? Yeah.
2: I, I think it was the day after New well, when, when there, it was there, the Christmas... Yeah, the there you are, 2-1 down you, there, yeah.
0: My, my, my little extra one, which, which I'd throw in, uh, I know you, you've you always, Guy, been a, a, a... As you remind me constantly <laughs> over the years, uh, um, uh, uh, Avian Williams' debut hat-trick against Harbourball... Uh, not least because of what Damien uh, Avian Williams contribution but the efforts of uh, one of his one of his teammates
1: the great Jean-Pierre Sim on, on yeah. the left wing yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, uh, that's always been in your in your <laughs> in your mind isn't it but for me uh, um, one a, a game which perfectly understandably isn't in there it wasn't particularly significant at the time but in the 2003-04 promotion season under Leroy Racine about three games from the end of the season or was it two United went to, it might even have been at Easter, United went to Cheltenham. Yeah. uh, uh, Promotion still very much in the balance. Huddersfield up there, Mansfield were chasing us. Uh, Doncaster and Hull, I think, were kind of like just about pulled away. The third promotion spot. And United went to Cheltenham. John Ward was the manager there. And they absolutely murdered Cheltenham that afternoon, 3-1. Yeah. Uh, 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 David Graham was sensational that afternoon uh, everybody in the Torquay team played to their peak that day it could have been six or seven and I remember John Ward coming off the Cheltenham manager at the end of that game and saying well with a bit of luck in time we might be able to get to the level that Torquay United are at and he said that's, that was their right. aspiration to have a team as good as the one that Torquay put out that day he knew how badly his team had yeah. been beaten um, and then I think they came home. I think they had a, a rather frustrating draw with Kidderminster.
2: Yeah, that's right. One all,
0: which worried everybody. Oh my goodness. And then they obviously had to go and win at South End. And that game's definitely in there it is. Uh, at the end of the season. But that afternoon, I remember walking away through the car park and thinking, we've seen something yeah. special today.
1: That, um, that South End game, at, by at the Charlton. way, I haven't, I haven't actually read the report. Did you mention the cheeky girls in there, Steve? I hope you do. The pre match entertainment.
0: (laughs) 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 There there was was the operatic bass, wasn't there? Uh, uh, Glyn Turfle, wasn't there? there? Singing. singing, um, um, Was it Ave Maria? No, from Aida, the Ness and Dorma. And the Cheeky Girls, yeah. Uh, it, was a, it was it was it was a last day of the season and there was South had no idea how, how many Torquay united fans to right. expect that afternoon i think it was about 3000 there in the end they, they thought about 1500 were coming up possibly yeah. uh, biggest gate of the season there i think south end were in mid table 9000 plus something like that and the cheeky girls were part oh, of the pre match entertainment but right, uh, yes. uh, no no Talk united fan who was there will ever forget it that's it Steve, including Ruben Hazel's uh, 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 Stonewall penalty challenge on Laurie, on Laurie Dudman, how, how the referee Tony Bates <laughs> never gave that, I don't, I'll never know. Steve, great book, well done, mate. Where can people get one
1: from?
2: Okay, it's available online at www.talkunitedhistoryand50.bigcartel.com, and, okay. fi- and the fifty, and that is the number fifty, by the way. Okay. Uh, in club shop you in the in, the, uh, in
1: there.
0: Currently still in negotiation. Currently model. still in negotiation. <laughs> Probably <laughs> overstepped the mark. Yeah. <laughs> the revamped yeah. club shop. They're they're just they're yeah. overhauling it at the moment. Apparently it's going to look yeah. quite yeah. smart. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's great where effort. Get, yeah. Terrific. Well nice done. And um, certainly a, a worthwhile addition to any yeah. United fans bibliography.
1: Let's hope the new season throws up a, a couple of games that will be in the next edition
0: that, that are even well.
1: close to some of those. Yeah, we've had some signings news in the past week. Yeah,
0: since we? We, we chatted last week, um, uh, Kevin Nicholson has signed Ryan Clark, um, yeah. uh, and and now Liam Davis, a left back. I think the, the significant one of the most significant things about those is that Ryan Clark's thirty five and Liam Davis is thirty, and this is on the top of quite a yeah. lot of other experienced players. Josh Gowling, John Paul Pittman, uh, who the club have signed. And this is a major departure from what yeah. we've been watching over the last couple of years. Th- th- this is a team, and from what I understand, he's, he's still chasing a- another midfield player, centre-forward and a left winger. I'm pretty sure that the midfield player will also be a- a- another experienced player. And all of a sudden, you're going to have a Torquay United team out there with yeah. an average age in the high 20s as opposed to an average age of 22 or 23. And I think we all know deep down that in this league... That you need some old heads. You, there, you do you? need yeah. some old heads, and, and he's definitely put those in place. I, was having, I had a quick chat with Ryan Clark at the start of um, uh, uh, pre-season training. was uh, started on, on Wednesday, and he confirmed that he came down here and had a trial yeah. uh, under Ian Atkins in about 2005-2006. T- Did really? yeah. Didn't work out. Um, but he was pretty pleased to be here after yeah. sort of ten ten eleven years later uh, big lad yeah. very up for it um, and uh, 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 I think most of us are fans of good old experienced goalkeepers yeah. that know what they 're doing it starts there doesn 't it so Nico will be looking for a young keeper to be his number two as well. Yeah, uh, um, and and there were there were five goalkeepers working on Wednesday. Yeah, Brian Clark and four more. All the other four youngsters. One of them, Neil Osborne, the young uh, ex-Talk United academy goalie who went to Southampton two years ago. Yeah, uh, he's been released at, at the Saints and he's back. Um, Two years older, two years bigger and stronger, and uh, I think there may be some yeah. talks going on about a possible number two uh, understudy slot okay. for him. We'll see how that develops. How was the first day back at training then? Were, well, were the it was players a bit, all raring to go. It was a bit drizzly, and yeah. I, I arrived after the start. But uh, there was there was an impressive amount of players there. There was at least eighteen outfield players. Yeah. Uh, for any fans who've been a bit worried about the uh, the sort of on the numbers front. Um, uh, I, I, obviously i recognize the vast majority of them but there were two or three trialists who uh yeah. um, a and others uh, uh, <laughs> that were in there that everybody's keeping fairly close to their chests at the moment so any
1: any ringers in there anybody that, uh, that you know
0: uh no not really uh, uh, they're all mm. being a bit nervous about that at this time of yeah. of year uh, you know everybody's petrified of other clubs and managers yeah. hearing that people are available and, and and you know jumping on the phone, but um, no, it's it's been fairly full on. They had a morning at Seal Hane on Wednesday and an afternoon at Simon Jeffery's gym where I've no doubt the weights were being pushed. Well, we've seen pictures of the weights being pushed, yeah. and uh, there will be some tractor tires flying over shoulders. I dare say. Do they, they have to do the days. dreaded
1: weigh-in? Do they still do that? Do they uh, still I think that's in? been done. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, there was. Uh, they've already collected their new training kit. Um, but the actual new first-team strips are coming out next week. I understand that they United won't be wearing their new strip at Newton Abbott on Tuesday night. OK. Um, uh, but uh, the first time that United fans see the new strip, I think, will either be next Saturday at Stoke Gabriel, maybe not, or Bristol City at home the following yeah. the following midweek. I think that's in um, uh, Russ Cleave, the kit man's view. He, he wanted United to... Uh, Where the new strip certainly for the first home friendly yeah. against uh, Bristol City which is the week after next okay. if you know what I mean. Are
1: we expecting any drastic changes to the kit or is it all closely under wraps at the moment? Uh,
0: I think the the new home strip is basically yellow shirts blue shorts uh, and I'm not sure quite sure what the, the socks are but a different design of that yeah. the away strip is predominantly white uh, the new oh, away strip yeah um I li- last time we had a
1: white away kit i liked that yeah well Peace everybody
0: around. who's seen it says it's yeah uh, said it's it's quite smart uh but uh obviously this is under the new sponsorship deal between uh united nike and pro direct um they were hoping to unveil it this week um but uh, um uh, nike and pro direct have a very who are pretty big hitters in this yeah. field have a, a certain way of doing these things and um uh, they, they sent an email to uh, United's uh, secretary, um, uh, Tim Herbert, the other day, saying, "Look, this is how we like to do our um, pre-season yeah. unv- kit unveilings." And Tim opened the email, and there was a load of pictures of Real Madrid's uh, uh, photo call with with Nike. So it's yeah, no bad thing. Well, is is it? So, yes. so, so <laughs> Tim took one look at it and said, <laughs> "Right, so that's the way we're going to do okay. it, is it." You know, and uh, so been put off for a week we were hoping to reveal it this week but it'll, look it'll, forward it'll, it'll to seeing the Galacticos it'll be out next week, when of course <laughs> the Galacticos when of course we'll all also uh, uh, by which time we will know United's fixtures we because they're, they're out on July next Wednesday July yep. the 5th we may um, even
1: bring the podcast forward a day and do that next week if we've got that the might fixtures. be an idea. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. just flag
0: that up for you. Surely just not, not Gateshead or Barrow away? They're bound to send United somewhere weird in the middle of August, aren't oh, they? I think so.
1: um, talk, talking of players coming I in, mean, there's one player who's gone elsewhere that we were all kind of hoping we might see at play more again, yeah. isn't
0: there? David Fitzpatrick. Yeah, uh, Kevin Nicholson has, has made very little secret of, of uh, um, uh, his. You know, keenness to get Fitzpatrick back. Yeah, uh, I think he always felt that he might, you know, have some competition
2: for him. I don't know about how did you feel he did, Steve, last season thought of then Keith Moore, I thought he's probably the most impressive loan signing to made. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He did. Quite right, quite mean. right. Uh, uh, he, went, um, he went
1: through the, a couple of games where he was just finding his feet Absolutely, and then, boy didn't
0: he go after That's that. That's right. And 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 he's a proper out and out right winger isn't he? Yeah. Um they demolished him and Dan Sparks demolished um, well they didn't in the end because it was a 5 ball draw <laughs> but Forest yeah, yeah. Green yeah. away on New Year's Day last mm. season. Uh, and he just got better and better and better. I'm surprised mm. that a, a, a higher club hasn't come in from him than Barrow yeah. Uh, but it's just an underlining of uh, the, the type of money that's available at a club like Barrow that they were able to make him an offer I think, I think David Fitzpatrick in other circumstances would be perfectly keen to come back yeah. and talk he, I know he enjoyed it thoroughly here he loved playing for the club um, and for him to go to Barrow mm. moving from I think he comes from Surbiton or somewhere like that in South London for him to, to, to go from there to sign for Barrow and it is a old um, setup set-up with training in Manchester. Yeah, they train in Manchester and, yeah. during the week no. and then get together on a Friday or Saturday morning for home games. And, and for him to go up there, I think, is a hint of the type of financial clout that Barrow were able yeah. to bear. And, um, you know, the, the, the confidence that Paul Cox, the ex-United yeah. manager, clearly has, that he can turn him into a, yeah. a serious player and maybe even get, oh. uh, make some money out of him. Yeah. Good player. So, uh, but um, I think Kevin Nicholson is on the case there. Um, there has been talk of maybe trying to get Jordan Lee back on loan from Bournemouth. I think everybody would like yeah. to see that. That's still hanging in the balance, I think. Jamie Reed was there on, on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's still technically an Exeter City player, but he was at training on, on mm-hmm. pre-season training on Wednesday, so I don't think it would be a shock if he came back on what would be his third loan deal. <laughs> yeah. And he, of course, can operate down down yeah. the right hand side as well. So um, we shall see. It's starting to come together.
1: Good to hear. Well, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for coming in, Steve. Thank you, Sammy. Um, very you good f- luck with the book. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Thank you for listening to uh, this week's Herald Express Devon Live Yellow Army podcast. We'll be back next week when we'll have fixtures and p- kits and a friendly and, to and, talk and, about. And, and plenty more, I expect. These close seasons race past, don't they? Or are we, or are we just getting old? <laughs> One or the other. As ever. Come on you yellows.